glad you joined us today. I am thoroughly enjoying the study of Proverbs and I hope you are too. Last week I suggested that uh, you read the book of Proverbs during this study. Perhaps read um, a chapter a week, that would be maybe a minimum, and um, take a, a small passage, a, a verse or a couple of verses, and meditate more thoroughly on those. And uh, that would be a, a, a huge blessing. I think it would help uh, you and your appreciation of the scripture as we go through this study. Uh, so today, we're going to be on the topic of pride and humility. This is um, one that caught my attention, I think, because I was feeling the need for um, God to help me with the whole area of humility in my life. And so I saw these passages that had to do with humility as I was reading through Proverbs. And uh, that's, that spurred me on to want to do this study today. And so um, I'd like for you to begin with me in Proverbs 3.34. That'll be our, our opening scripture, and we'll come back to this a little bit later in the day as well. But um, this is from the ESV. Normally we do most of our work in the NIV, but this particular scripture was a little more compact and a little closer to the original Hebrew. And so uh, let's read that together. Toward the scorners, he is scornful, but to the humble, he gives favor. So it sets down this, this um, approval and disapproval right at the very beginning. Uh, scorners, <clears throat> he, is, he is scornful towards scorners. And in the uh, NIV, I believe he says the, the proud mockers. He mocks the proud mockers. And uh, so this whole idea of pride is something that God opposes, but humility is something that he favors greatly. Another passage that will be a key passage today is Proverbs 22.4. I'd like you to read that with me now. That's also from the ESV. The reward for humility and fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. Not a lot said there about pride, but there is a great deal said about humility. And I love this, this verse because it is so representative of the form of the Proverbs that we will be studying in the next few weeks. Once we got past um, chapter 9 in, uh, in the book of Proverbs and we began chapter 10 and 10 through pretty much 31, uh, the verses are are basically two-line verses. In the original Hebrew, uh, four words in the first line and three words in the second. And this is one of those uh, classic, ver classic verses in Proverbs. If you were to look at the Hebrew, there would be four words in the first line and three words in the second. Count the words in this verse, this addition. Let's see what. I counted 15, I might have missed one or added one, but uh, so about twice as many words in the English translation as there was in the original Hebrew. Um, it's, it points out something about Proverbs that I think is um, good to remember. 
the Proverbs were written not only to communicate truth, but to be remembered. And so um, they were given a format that could be easily remembered. And the Hebrew language itself is much more compact than, say, the English language. And so, um, for instance, if, if you were to go to the Hebrew, there would be no verbs in this verse, just seven nouns just lined up right next to each other. And it would, would have read something like this, reward, humility, fear, Lord, riches, honor, life. And the Jewish people could, could make sense of that. And they, they knew how that, they knew what that meant. For us, that would be awkward. And so we've added um, other words to enhance its meaning for us. But I like that. I like that compactness of it. So let's, let's look at that again. Reward, humility, fear of the Lord, riches, honor, life. And uh, so um, when, when we're thinking about humility, uh, um, prob- this is one way to look at it. The reward for humility, and if you would be so kind as to think with me, Eliminate the word and, it's not in the original language. It's been added for the benefit of English readers to make it flow better. The reward for humility, think comma, fear of the Lord. An apposition, you know what an apposition is. It's a word that stands next to another word that means, that refers to the same thing. For instance, um, you might say, Let's say that your next door neighbor is the fire chief. And so you could say, John, fire chief, uh, mowed his lawn yesterday. And, And the word fire chief refers to John, and it means it refers to the same thing. And so I believe in this case, the writer was, was communicating that humility really is the fear of the Lord, that they're the same thing. So think of it. Um, the reward for humility, comma, fear of the Lord, he's, he's defining humility, is riches, honor, and life. So uh, we're going to come back to that too and talk about the meaning of humility, but I just wanted to take a minute and unpack that verse um, before we got into any, any more study. What does scripture say about pride? Let's go there now. I'd like to just go through several passages from Proverbs that uh, deal with the whole subject of pride, and um, we'll see what the, the Lord has to say about it. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior, and perverse speech. So the Lord is saying that he hates pride. And notice what pride is paired with in this passage. It's paired with arrogance. It's paired with evil behavior and perverse speech. They're all lumped together. So I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior, and perverse speech. Uh, We're not getting a very good um, view of pride at this point, are we? Okay, let's go on to verse 
chapter 11, verse 2. When pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom. So, so pride, um, the company of pride is disgrace. This is God speaking. He's, he's inspiring the writings of, we believe, Solomon here. Uh, when pride comes, then comes disgrace. All right, let's go on to the next verse. Proverbs 13, 10. Where there is strife, there is pride, but wisdom is found in those who take advice. So pride brings strife. We're not getting anything good yet about pride, are we? It's all, it's all very negative and um, pretty much condemned. Let's read our next passage, 16, 18. Pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. This would be a case of uh, not rhyme in Hebrew, but um, what we call parallelism. It's the way that the Hebrew mind liked to hear poetry, where a concept is set next to another concept, sometimes saying pretty much the same thing. And here we have that case. We would call this uh, synonymous parallelism. And so pride goes before destruction. And then different words, but the same meaning. A haughty spirit is being uh, equated with pride before a fall, and a fall being equated with destruction. So the point is, um, if you've got pride, if you have a haughty spirit, uh, you're, you're, you're headed for destruction. You're headed for a fall. I think we have one more before we talk a little bit about these. Okay, Proverbs 21.4. Haughty eyes and a proud heart, the unplowed field of the wicked produce sin. So let's stop a minute and talk about that. So haughty eyes and a proud heart go together. And you can just see it, can't you? Have you, have you ever seen haughty eyes? Someone who uh, looks down on other people, who um, has pumped themselves up and has convinced themselves that everyone else is much lower than they, much um, more ignorant, uh, much more disposable than they, haughty eyes and a proud heart. And then the writer calls those the unplowed field of the wicked. And, and he's saying those things produce sin. Well, let me ask you a question. Can pride ever be good? It seems like I hear pride being used in a good way a lot in our society. Um, I, I'm thinking of athletics. You know, that's a, a classic place where um, coaches are in, encourage their teams to have pride. And um, you, you'll hear a player talk and say, "We just were, uh, we just believed in ourselves, and we had we had pride in in our school and our team, and we went out there and we we did it. We crushed the op opponent and." Uh, we, we won the game. And so pride is, is cast in a positive light. It's, it's, it's sort of like teamwork and um, it's believing that we could do something and, you know, working together, that kind of a thing. 
The biblical view of pride um, is this. Pride is comparing yourself with other people in a way that makes you look good and then them look bad. Um, that's never a good thing. And in the examples that we've just read, God is um, unpleased, displeased with pride. He's not happy with pride. And so um, to have that kind of a, an attitude in our heart is displeasing to God. What does the Bible say about humility, on the other hand? I'd like for us to go through several passages. We'll do some that were the same as we read before about pride, but this time we're going to be focusing on humility. Let's go back to Proverbs 3.34, one of our key verses for today. Toward the scorners he is scornful, but to the humble he gives favor. Um, so the idea is this, that uh, those who are humble, those who have humility in their lives, receive the favor of God. Isn't that something you want in your life? I do. I want the favor of God. And so I want to develop this quality of humility. Uh, this verse is a key verse today for a couple of reasons, but one of the main reasons I, I have focused on it today is because this verse is quoted twice in the New Testament. And that's always a sign that um, the, the verse was meaningful to um, a large audience of people. Okay, this is the book of James James 4, verse 6, and he says this, but he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. And just a word about New Testament writers and their use of the Old Testament. Most of the New Testament writers, in fact, we believe all of the New Testament writers um, use the Septuagint version of the Old Testament. In other words, the Greek translation of the Hebrew Bible. They may have been Jews and may have been able to read the Hebrew Bible and understand it and use the Hebrew language. But because of their culture, their culture used Greek. That was the um, business language of the day. That was the English of that part of the... Uh, part of history. And so, uh, you know, legal things were done in Greek. Government uh, affairs were conducted in the Greek language by and large. And uh, so they used Greek. They used the Greek Old Testament. And the Greek Old, Old Testament uh, translated the passage from Proverbs 3.34, much like you see it here in James 4.6. God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Let's look at another place where this is used in the, in the New Testament. In the uh, passage in 1 Peter, where Peter is teaching about um, leadership in the church, he says this, in the same way, you who are younger in the church, submit yourself to your elders, all of you, Clothe yourselves with humility towards one another because God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. 
Peter is again using the Septuagint version of the Bible, and this comes through in his translation. Sometimes uh, you'll find yourself reading in the New Testament, and you'll know that the writer is quoting an Old Testament passage, and you'll flip back to the Old Testament to see uh, how it compares, and very often it's quite different because um, the writer, the New Testament writer, will be using the Septuagint version, and it's often just a little different from the uh, original Hebrew text. Uh, and our translation of the Old Testament is from the Hebrew text. And so um, it will be just a little different than the Septuagint. Okay, so this is a key passage that uh, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Let's keep reading, and this time we'll go to Proverbs 11.2. When pride comes, then comes disgrace but with humility comes wisdom. And so in the book of Proverbs, if you could say it's about one thing, it would have to be wisdom. It's about wisdom. And uh, how do we get wisdom? We get wisdom with humility. And think about it for just a minute. Humility encourages me to take my 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 vision off of myself and to put it on someone greater than myself, namely God, or even a wise teacher, even someone um, in my life who is a wise person. And so um, if I'm willing to listen to a wise person, if I'm willing to take my eyes off of myself and look to God, I'm going to receive his wisdom. And I'm going to receive his wisdom through the wise people in my life. It's an important uh, passage of scripture that uh, with humility comes wisdom. Let's keep going. Proverbs 15.33, wisdom's instruction is to fear the Lord. And humility comes before honor. So wisdom teaches us to fear the Lord. And we've talked about fearing the Lord in the very first session that we did on Proverbs. The fear of the Lord is, is um, I suppose you could say technically it would be more like reverence of the Lord. It's not fear of being harmed in a, in a negative way by the Lord. It's not fear of being treated um, unjustly because God is totally just and he's righteous in everything that he does, and he loves us incredibly. And so um, we, we don't fear the Lord that we'll get something that uh, we don't have coming to us or that we'll receive uh, some kind of bad treatment. That's not it. But fear of the Lord is fear. Um, there's the love of the Lord, and we, we love God because he loved us. We obey the Lord because um, he has taught us that there are consequences for not obeying him. And that involves the fear of the Lord. I think some of the, the uh, best, uh, sharpest young people I've seen in my life are young people who have had uh, great parents, who've established boundaries, and the children are 
they have a healthy fear of their parents. They're not afraid that a parent's going to abuse them um, or withhold things that, are, that they need. Not at all. They, they're convinced of their love, but they know that there are consequences if they get out of line. And it produces character in those children. And so fear of the Lord is, is a good thing. Wisdom teaches us that. And then humility comes before honor. So uh, there's, a, there's a flow here that, that wisdom teaches fear of the Lord. And we know that fear of the Lord and humility are the same thing. And that comes before honor. Well, let's keep going. And this time we're back to Proverbs 22.4. The reward for humility and fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. And uh, I just want to encourage you to think of the reward for humility, comma, without the end, fear of the Lord, is riches and honor and life. Fear of the Lord is an appositional statement, meaning the same thing as humility. This week, I happened to catch another scripture that I thought said it well about fear of the Lord and about humility. And uh, this is it. It's Zephaniah 2.3. Seek the Lord, all you humble of the land, you who do what he commands. Did you catch that? That's the part I want you to see. The rest is good too, but uh, seek the Lord. This is the phrase. All you humble of the land who do what he commands. So humble people do what God commands. Do you see the connection with the fear of the Lord? People who fear the Lord do what God commands. And humble people do what God commands. And so humble people are people who fear the Lord, who also do what God commands. You see how it's all tied together. Our obedience is really um, involved in our in humility and in this whole thing of fear of the Lord. Let's read the rest of the verse because it's all so good. Seek righteousness. Seek humility. Perhaps you will be sheltered on the day of the Lord's anger. That's an understatement. Uh, you know that you will be because God has never forsaken those who seek him. So seek righteousness and seek humility and you'll be sheltered from the Lord's anger. Great verse and a great way of uh, helping us to understand the connection of humility, obedience, and fear of the Lord. I'd like for us to go back to uh, Proverbs 22.4 and uh, just want to look at that one more time. It would be a great thing for us to remember this verse and to commit it to memory. If you can think about uh, a Hebrew, he had far less to memorize than we, we do. He had seven words, we have 15. He could say, reward, humility, fear, Lord, riches, honor, life. And he would understand that that meant the reward for humility, comma, fear of the Lord, comma is riches and honor and life. That would be a good thing to remember. And 
the reward is in some ways self-fulfilling. Oh, I believe God sends riches and honor and life to people. He did to Solomon. He told Solomon that he was going to do that because Solomon asked for wisdom. God said to him, because you asked for wisdom, I'm so pleased with that request that I'm going to give you riches and honor and life. And I I believe that happens, but there's a natural way in which that happens. And that is this, that people who are humble, uh, that would mean that they're not haughty, they're not arrogant, they're not looking down at other people with disdain or disgust or uh, thinking of themselves more highly than they ought. They're looking to God for his wisdom and direction in their lives. They're paying heed to his commands. Uh, How do those people fare in society? People like to be around those kind of people. People like to hire them. They like to promote them into places of responsibility. And thus they're in places that are rewarded. They get riches because they're in a better job and they're honored because they're making people uh, better around them. They're enabling people to have a better life and to do well. And so um, honor comes their way. And because they're imparting life to others, they receive life themselves. The blessing flows back to them. And so there's, there's a natural reward that comes apart from the the blessing that God sends down by his divine decree. Um, It's a great thing. Let's go back now to Proverbs 3.34. And we're going to end there today. Toward the scorners, he is scornful. In the NIV, it says, uh, uh, he mocks those who are mockers. And so um, that's that's a... description of a proud person, someone who's disdainful of other people. And uh, God is going to be disdainful of me if I'm that way towards others. Uh, Never get too good at being critical and sarcastic about other people. Um, That would be, um, I would hate to have God's sarcasm towards me. And that's kind of what he's saying here. If you're sarcastic, and cutting towards other people. God is going to be sarcastic and cutting towards you. I don't want that. And so I'm going, to, I'm going to shun that kind of behavior. I hope you'll join me in that. But to the humble, he gives favor. Remember, the humble, someone who fears the Lord, someone who obeys God's commands. Uh, these are two great verses to remember and to memorize. So that's pretty much it. That's uh, by far, that's not all of God's teaching on pride and humility, but that's a little bit from the book of Proverbs. And there's much more that you can see in the book of Proverbs. And that's why I encourage you as we're studying Proverbs, take time to read through it. I, I mentioned at the beginning of class, read one chapter a week, that would be great, but. How about reading more than one a week? 
read, uh, read 10 a week and read it over and over and then meditate on a few scriptures like we've done today. Meditate on 334 and 224. Those would be great ones just to um, memorize and meditate on during the coming week. Well, the next topic that we're gonna deal with when we get together next week is the talk, topic of the poor. The Bible has a lot to say about the poor and, and uh, we're going to study what it says in the book of Proverbs about the poor. Would you join me in prayer? God, I, I remember in the scripture things that were said about different people. I remember uh, reading about Moses in the book of uh, Numbers that he was the most humble of all men. He was one of your great leaders, and yet someone who is known for humility. We know that Jesus was a humble man, and that didn't mean that he was self-deprecating. It meant that he was always keeping his eyes on you. He never looked at others with a haughty spirit. He never had the need to elevate himself and put others down. And so he's our great example for humility. Help us this week as we attempt to live uh, humble lives, to follow your example, to keep our eyes fixed on you, to be open to your wisdom, and the wisdom of others around us, to impart uh, life and honor and wisdom to others. And uh, God, may you be glorified in all of this. We pray these things today in Jesus' name.